Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Instagram, IG, the gram, whatever you want to call yourself. We love you, but we kind of can't stand you. In this episode with Molly Marshall, she and I go there. We talk about the good, the bad, the real of Instagram. In this interview, I ask her about some of the biggest changes that she has seen with the social media platform over the last couple of months. And I'll be honest, her answer kind of surprised me, but she was right and it did need to be said out loud. Also, towards the end of this, I put her on the spot and I said, look, if you were a small business owner and you are stretched too thin already, what piece of Instagram would you suggest for her to use? I think you will really like that part of our interview. So without further ado, Here is Molly Marshall. Enjoy. Molly, I am so happy that you're here. In fact, this is your second time to be on my podcast. And I just want to tell you face-to-face, really, uh, I'm sorry, Zoom-to-Zoom, that (laughs) your episode 14, all about Instagram, was one of the most popular episodes from 2020 on my podcast. So I just want to tell you, thank you. I've gotten a ton of good feedback on that episode. I even asked questions about, we were talking about video, for example, one of the Mm -hmm. things that I took away from that, we were talking about video and how it's powerful on Instagram. And I said, but you know, I'm a chicken. Uh, Video scares (laughs) me. Why This is why I have a podcast because I don't have to use the video portion of it. And you really walk through some very simple baby steps to just how to get started with video. And so I loved episode 14. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from that, from that episode. And I just want to tell you, thank you for that episode. And thanks for Aww. hanging out a second time with me. So listeners, if you haven't heard episode 14, definitely go back. But Molly is here for episode 45. And we're also talking Instagram. But before I go any further, I would love for you to reintroduce yourself to this audience. Tell them how you got started, the name of your business, go for it. All that stuff. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back. That is, that's crazy that it was episode 14 and now this is episode 45. So you've been super consistent with your podcast. Congratulations on that. Um, and thanks for telling me that it was one of the most listened to episodes Mm -hmm. of 2020, because I feel like we could all use a little, a little positivity from 2020. So yay, I'll take, I'll take that. (laughs) I'll file that away in my like, you know, positive drawer. Please do. Um, No, but thank you for having me back. So yeah, as you said, my name is Molly Marshall and uh, my business is Molly Marshall Marketing. So it's not super difficult to remember. Um, And I provide marketing consulting specifically in the areas of, you know, social media management and digital marketing for various small businesses. I don't really have a specific industry that I specialize in, um, clients that I've, I've been doing this. I've been working in marketing for, oh, you know, 15 years now, I guess 16 since it's 2021, but 
Um, and I have been on my own as a consultant since 2016. Yeah, or 2014 actually was when I started my business, but I was still working, you know, a corporate job as well. So 2016 was when I broke off and was just working completely for myself. And so over over the years, I've worked with all kinds of businesses from, I mean, literally like manufacturing, long haul trucking. I've worked in some, like one of my clients was you know, an app. So, you know, software as a service type stuff. Um, I've worked with some local businesses. So it's really like all over the place. Um, but what's really fun about that is that while every business and every industry is really different, you know, there are still a lot of best practices that hold mm -hmm. true, regardless of what industry you're working in. So everything has its nuances. And there's, I love consulting and working in different industries because mm -hmm. it's like I have to constantly test what I think is true about social media and so I'm always learning new things but it's also really cool to see that like there are just some kind of universal truths about it so um yeah I hope that was I hope that that answered your question I feel like I started to kind of just you know chat there <laughs> <laughs> well it's supposed to be a chat and you did answer my question so thank you so much. And I love the fact that you have worked with lots of businesses because I do have an audience of small business owners, but just like your clients, it spans many different niches. So I'm glad that you have that, that expertise. And in fact, that's going to lend itself to our conversation today. We're going to talk about Instagram okay. and I love Molly's account. If you're not following Molly Marshall, on Instagram, please do, because she really does a nice job educating and it's real talk. I, I love, I think one of yours, maybe from November, December said, you know, six expectations that people have from social media and you go through there and really talk about the fact and, and do a good job educating us that these are expectations that are really unrealistic. Yeah. If, yeah. If, we, if we don't put the work in or if we don't have honest understanding expectations. So that's just one example of Molly on social media. So on Instagram. So let's go go right, right into my first question. What are some of the biggest changes that you're seeing on Instagram that you've seen in the last couple of months? It's, it's 2021. We're already and fresh and small business owners are thinking about their marketing <laughs> strategy. So I want to know what are some changes? What would be some things that you would tell them that's happening on Instagram currently? Sure. Well, I think changes kind of fall into a couple of categories there's like the features you know the actual things that Instagram um the, the changes that Instagram makes to the platform and then there's kind of like the I guess what you would call like the culture of Instagram or you know just kind of like the things that we're seeing as marketers and business owners like how people behave on the platform so um you know I feel like Instagram has kind of slowed down a little bit as far as feature introduction in the last, you know, year or so, there was a while there, like, you know, kind of around the time when stories came out where it just felt like every couple weeks there was something new. Yes. And um, so really the biggest change, I think, since the last time we talked is Reels, um, you know, which is Instagram's response to uh, TikTok-ish. Mm -hmm. So that's like the biggest feature change. There's been some other things too, um, I'm trying to think they've changed things a few things around um that like, like the bottom bar 
Yeah, like they, yeah, they, I mean, they've changed like some interface stuff, which doesn't really, you know, change how we use the platform as marketers. I mean, it changes how like we can't ever find anything anymore, but (laughs) it doesn't change like what we do for marketing. Um, So Reels is really the biggest feature change. I know we're planning to talk about that Mm -hmm. a little more in depth here soon. Um, But I think some of the, the biggest changes that would be helpful to people, you know, listening today are kind of the like cultural changes on Instagram. And so, and I don't mean cultural, like, like, like our society, like pop culture. I just mean like the way people behave, behave exactly and, and interact behave on with Instagram and like what kind of what people expect. And I mean, at this point, Instagram is just incredibly saturated and, um, I'm hoping we can kind of go down this rabbit hole. In fact, I know that one of the questions that we're going to be talking about a couple of questions from now, we'll, we'll go more down this rabbit hole. So I won't go too much into it right now, but um, I think more than ever doing, doing well on Instagram really takes your whole digital strategy. So, you know, there was a time on Instagram back when it was newer and there weren't you know, over a billion people on it, you know, when, around the like 300 to 500 million person mark where you could really get away with focusing a ton of time and attention actually on Instagram, on the platform, and you could grow your audience there. You could spend a lot of time, you know, engaging with people and being really consistent and using the right hashtags and all that stuff's totally still important. We don't want to abandon that at all, but more than ever, like, so it used to be that you could kind of like just focus on Instagram and you didn't have to like worry about the rest of your digital strategy, but today it's just, it's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. So we can't just obsess about what we're doing on Instagram and expect good results from that marketing. It really has to tie in and work synergistically with the rest of mm-hmm. our digital strategy. So we can talk more about that a little bit later, but that's one of the biggest things I'm seeing is that it's just not all about Instagram anymore. Like we really have to think about it holistically and like, how does this fit in with our marketing and the goals that we want to accomplish? If that makes sense. It, it really does make sense. And I, had, I haven't really thought about it like that, but you're right. That's what happens when a platform becomes saturated, mm-hmm. that it's, it's no longer enough that you simply engage 30 minutes a day and you're sure. dedicated to that on top of, of course, posting that I'm not counting that that's necessarily just your post. I'm talking engaging, but that engagement, but that's a great point that you made about how it has changed. I'm glad you said it out loud because mm-hmm. some of us need to hear it, especially those mm-hmm. of us that are not early adopters. I was right. one of those that was kind of, I'd say middle to middle to Instagram. So I'm not an early mm-hmm. adopter, but like right now, I think it's, it's clubhouse that's you know on apple it's a and it is now where everybody's flooding and early adopters are going on and on and on about oh my gosh you know how to how to grow your how to grow your following on clubhouse i believe i'm saying that correctly and 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 then you know just go back um a year ago or two years ago and it was tiktok so right but we know that we know how this shift happens that TikTok will become saturated and then fast forward five years from now, we know we can see this happening. So I'm glad that you just said it out loud because for people like me, I need to hear it out loud. (laughs) Instagram needs to be a part of my strategy, but I've got to look at it as, as that I can't organically grow it 
as I could have five years ago. It's just no, not, it's not it's, the same. It's just totally different. Yep. It is totally different. Okay. So you mentioned reels mm-hmm. and we've got to talk about reels. She defined it a few minutes ago in case you weren't familiar with reels. It is like TikTok, which means that you're creating videos around music often. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I want to first talk to you and ask you, are businesses, number one, are some, are your clients using reels? Do you have clients that are using it or, or colleagues? Yeah. Um, colleagues for sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I work in the social media space. So, you know, all of my colleagues, we tend to be really you know, early and aggressive adopters of these types <laughs> of these types of features. Um, I'll admit, I actually personally have not used reels a ton. Um, I mean, when I have, they get great engagement. You know that when Instagram launches a new feature, they often really prioritize that. So, you know, it's like they're excited about it. They want people to use it. So they tend to, you know, Mm -hmm. more people tend to see that. um, that, And that is something that I've seen when I have done them for clients. They get better reach than, um, than a regular, you know, like photo post or whatever in the feed. But um you know, it's one of those things where I like, I think that's somewhat temporary. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we saw that with uh, Instagram live, they pushed mm-hmm. that really hard for a while, but now Instagram live is not, um, it's not really where it's at anymore. Um, people still use Instagram live, but it's not something that, you know, Instagram, I'll use the word like obsesses about and puts right. you know, everywhere. And, you know, same thing with IGTV is for mm-hmm. a while that was like, that was their new feature. And like everywhere you turned, you, you saw IGTV in the explore feed and, you know, people were pushing, you know, their little kind of clips out into the main feed from IGTV. And we don't, it's not, it's still mm-hmm. there and people still use it and still put videos there, but it's not something that you see everywhere you turn. And so that's where we are with reels. Um, I don't necessarily think that the same thing is going to happen to reels because you could look at stories Mm -hmm. and say, well, stories that, you know, that really stuck. And so in stories was Instagram's response to Snapchat. And obviously, you know, Snapchat's been really popular. And so um, you can, you know, you can just, I think we kind of still need to see wait and see a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think that reels, I, I, my opinion is that reels will go more the way of stories yes. than IGTV or live. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we're definitely seeing better engagement, better reach than, you know, just a, a typical photo or video post for sure. Well, let me ask you this question too, and let me give you a little background to it for my listeners. I've shared this background with Molly already. I'm going to ask the question is, are your clients gaining viable leads by using reels? And let me give you a little background. There's a copywriter that I love and she recently wrote us an email, those of us on her, on her email list saying, you know, I have went exclusively reels on Instagram. That's what I've been doing for the last, for the last month or two months. And I've lost followers but I've gained viable leads. And so she teaches uh, several courses on copywriting and and finding your your niche and getting the hard work done. And I thought that was a really interesting email. Basically, she ended it by saying, that's my strategy for now. I'm sticking with it. I'm going Uh to test and Uh see what this does for my business. And I love that mindset. I love that she was very honest that I've lost followers, Uh which means that some of these people just did not, do not like the reels that she's putting out. 
but she's actually gotten more and more engagement inside her DMs because of these reels. And these uh-huh. were, according to her, viable leads. So that's my question to you. For your colleagues that if they've shared this information or if some of your businesses have shared this information with you, are they seeing viable leads or is it just reach and engagement? What do you think? I mean, in my personal experience, it's more reach and engagement. But the thing is, is like, that's like, that is also like a pretty loaded question because it, it, really, is. I'm I think sorry. it really depends on, <laughs> no, but no, but I think it just, it like really depends on like what you're offering and like the price point. Um, because, you know, for some of my, like, I'll just use the example. One of my clients is a high-end interior designer. That is not like an impulse buy. <laughs> yes, so point. it's like, you know, switching from something like, you know, images to reels. I, it, like the type of content that we post, I don't think is ever going to just all of a sudden start all these leads flooding in. Cause this is like a significant investment. It's something that someone's going to do like, you know, when they move into a new home or, you know, something like that. So it's like, it really depends on like what your business is, what your like sales cycle looks like. Um, but I can definitely see that maybe for businesses that have maybe either, you know, products or like something like at a lower mm-hmm. price point, price maybe it, something yeah. that it'd be more, would be more of like a, an impulse buyer want. I think that could be true, you know, for sure. But um, because it is more interactive and, yes. you know, one of the things that is so beneficial about stories is that it is, um, it's, it's, you know, a little, it's more personal, it's less polished. And, you know, that's where you really mm-hmm. end up solidifying a lot of relationships with your followers. So I see reels kind of like that, like, you know, people have to pretty much, you know, create them on their phones, like the production value is yes. often a little bit lower, but it's endearing, you know, because you're like seeing that side of whatever brand or person that you're following. So I don't know. I think it could go either way. I think it really depends on your business, I guess, is the, the summary there. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great point. And I, that it really does depend on several things. You said the price matters, your, the sales cycle, how many touches, how long it takes for someone to finally say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to jo- jump off it and purchase this. So I agree with you on that. And I also like the point that the copy, my copywriter uh, guru said is that it's worth, if you think that the price is going to work, your pricing and the sales cycle is going to work, it's it's maybe worth a yeah. um, experiment. But always, to go, it's always worth an experiment. I know. I, I love looking at social media as an experiment, but it it does need to be a scientific experiment, meaning that you've got to have some goals behind it, got to have some purpose, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. go out and experiment, which is what I really admired about hers. Hey, I want to pause this episode and tell you about Skylar Scott Studios. This is a video production company based right here in Huntsville, Alabama. If you are a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a storyteller, you are looking to inspire someone, someone to buy from you, I'm telling you, you want to talk to my friend, Lucas Scott. He's the owner. I am a chicken when it comes to video. Several months back though, I was working on my online course and I needed somebody that was gonna walk me through the steps to creating a video that I'm proud of, and then that was going to edit it, even messing with the sound quality 
and he was the guy. I am intimidated by video. However, Lucas is calm, he's intelligent, he knows his stuff, and he patiently walked me through all of my questions and the steps that I needed to take in order to get quality video to him so that then he could edit it and for it to actually be a course that made sense to people. I enjoyed my experience and that's saying a lot, especially how I feel about video. If you want to learn more about Lucas's company, find him on the web at Skylar Scott Studios. Skylar spelled S-K-Y-L-A-R and that's dot com or find him on Facebook at Skylar Scott Studios. Okay, back to the episode. So if you thought that was a loaded question, you know kind of the next question I have coming and it's really loaded, but I'm asking it for, for me and for my listeners. So if a business owner had to decide, because we often do have to decide, okay, because there's too right. much going on, right. but if they had to decide between doing just a feed post, going live, making stories, or creating a reel, all of this guys can be done inside of Instagram. Um, or, and I should have said a longer video as well, which you would then put on IGTV. All of this can be done inside of Instagram. Which would you say is their best use of time? Sorry. So you probably know I'm not going to give you a straight answer for this, <laughs> but I thought that it would be really helpful though, to like talk through these so that people could kind of see like, what I'm thinking, which would help you do your own process of elimination yes. for your, you know what I mean? Yes. So here's where I would go if I was, you know, trying to figure this out, like for myself or for a client. I, so I'll, I'm going to caveat this just from the get go really fast. Do it. Is that truly, truly, truly the same things do not work for everyone. So some mm. people, like I know people and I have clients that when I post a video, even just like a short, you know, one minute video or whatever in the, in the feed on Instagram, it does really well. Whenever I do that on my feed, it never goes well. People, I don't know why people just don't like my videos. They don't reach as many people. I don't get as much engagement. I don't know why. It's like, I know what I'm doing. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's I got like it. Yes. But it's like, for some reason, like my audience just does not, they don't do video. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do, but just not for me. So, you know, it's one of those things that like the same things don't, don't work for everyone. And I think that there are people who maybe have done regular Instagram lives from the beginning and they've kind of like trained their audience to expect that. Mm -hmm. So like live works really well for them. I have not done a lot of lives, so I feel like whenever I do them, like they're decent, but they're not like mind blowing results wise. Right. So like keeping that in mind, it's kind of like, what have you been doing traditionally? What is your audience expecting from you? Um, and I mean, you, you kind of gave an example of something that I posted on my Instagram earlier. I think that my audience like really expects like some kind of graphical element and then kind of like a short tip blog post type thing in the caption. Yes. And that's like kind of what I've hung my hat on from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that works well for me. But then again, I have clients where it's like yeah, an image and some text. Sometimes I feel like people aren't even reading the caption. <laughs> it's just it. So it really depends. Right. That all said, we can go back to the things that you actually um, were asking about. 
if I was starting from scratch or I just, I didn't really have my audience trained on a specific type of content, I think I would eliminate live. Okay. Because like I said a little bit earlier, um, it, it's there, it's as a feature, people use it, but it's not something that Instagram's really like pushing out and calling attention to. So I don't think that there's like a major benefit to going live as like a regular thing anymore. I mean, there are, there are definitely benefits, but if you were only going to do one type of content, that's not the one I would pick. Okay. Definitely include live, you know, in your strategy, but that's not like the, the one. Yeah. To Cause my question was, yeah, if we got to make a decision, that was my right. question. You're right. Yeah, so. exactly. So we're being ruthless here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so then we, if we look at like a main feed post, either a static image or a video. So let's just say main feed versus stories. This one's really hard because okay. people, um, some people go and you know they scroll vertically. So they're scrolling through the feed and some people go straight into stories and, mm -hmm. and do that yep. for a while. And there are some people that really only do like one or the other. Yes. So it's kind of yes. like if you, if you don't, if you skip one, it's like kind of like you're missing a segment yes, of your audience. So that's, mm -hmm. that's tough. But if we want to get really fancy, if we, if we want to like hit several of these things, but only do one thing, you could create mm -hmm. a reel, post it to your, you know, main feed mm -hmm. and share it in your stories and you'd be hitting all three. <laughs> well, so that's what I would do. <laughs> you get one piece of content three ways right that, that is so smart because that's the thing is as entrepreneurs we have to work smarter not yeah. harder and I think the reason I ask you that question is because that's what happens to us I I was just listening to another podcast this morning that that's what happens to us as entrepreneurs we get really excited we maybe have a couple of minutes we listen to a new podcast episode or we read somebody's blog post or we spend a little time on social media and we see this new thing or we see uh we see another entrepreneur talking about how good fill in the blank is working for them i don't mm -hmm. care you can say pinterest you can say um something specific on instagram you could talk mm -hmm. about facebook groups clubhouse it doesn't matter fill in the blank and all of a sudden as an entrepreneur we're chasing that oh instead yeah instead of <laughs> really making decision based off of where's, where's our audience at. And then once we yeah. figure out where our audience at, as far as Instagram and even for Facebook, mm -hmm. then there, there, there's, there's sections within that, that you then have to decide where am I going to spend my time? Where are they really hanging out? But your point about the feed versus the stories is so true because mm -hmm. you're right. I know people who could care they care nothing about what's in the feed. They only go to stories and they just click, 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 click through. And there's other people that never touch the stories because they find that they spend too much time there. They'll just scroll. Sure. Sure. <laughs> They'll just scroll their feed, get caught up real quick and, and move on. So I love how you worked smarter and not harder and said, mm -hmm. try reels, mm -hmm. try reels. <laughs> and then you can, of course, post it in your feed and post it in your stories. Now, just really quickly, listeners, you can use, I call it the little airplane. So if you post it on Instagram, on your feed, there's a little airplane that you can then click and it will put it in your story it, that mm -hmm. gives you that option. And so that's what she's talking about. 
Let me ask you this other question though. This is not one we planned for. Okay. I, I do that all, I do that all the time. I will post something in my feed and then click the arrow and throw it into my stories. And then mm -hmm. I reshare a couple of other things in stories. Like I reshare um, your stuff fairly mm -hmm. often. Is there a difference between the reshares? That's me. So I, I'm using stories because I know people are there, but I admit that I'm not doing the next step of my face being there and talking people through. Are, do you see a difference in that? Or is it just being in stories a good strategy if you're deciding that Instagram is, is where you want to be? Uh, no, I, I mean, I definitely think there is a difference. And I definitely think it is better to have, <laughs> you know, our faces in stories and, you know, talking and adding unique content there. For sure. Like, that's like the ideal, yeah. in the perfect world. But then again, we have to go back to this, like, what do you actually have time for and what like what's realistic for you and like maybe just sharing something in your stories is all that you can muster right now and I don't like I just oh I'm just gonna share one of my biggest pet peeves about this industry is do like it. and, and my, my least favorite word in the English language literally is the word should like sh is shooting on people. I call it shooting on people. I love like you that. should, like you should do this. You should do that. And it's like, sure. Like there's a huge long list, honestly, in life of things that we should do. We should drink a ton of water and we should exercise every day and watch less TV. It's like, but we just, we all have 24 hours and, you know, for me it's, and you, like we have families and, you know, it's like, we have other things in our lives that are extremely important. And so it's like, sometimes we just have to do what we can do because it's all we can do right now. And it's mm. not, it is not going to make or break your business. It just oh. really isn't. Um, it just isn't. And I mean, I told you this and so I'll just say this on the podcast, but um, we had, <clears throat> excuse me, we had something really significant happen in our family, October. And I literally have not posted on social media. It's, so it's what, January, the end of January right now. I don't know when this is actually going to air, but I have not posted on social media since, or I posted once since the end of yeah. October. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just, I've had to completely reevaluate some things and yep. I'm, I'm about in a spot to get back to where I can yep. post daily on social media. But um, I am operating my business from an income standpoint at the same level I was before mm -hmm. And this goes back to that, you know, where earlier we were talking about, it's not just what you do on Instagram, it's your whole digital strategy, like, because I've invested all over, you know, in blogging and all these things, it's like the website traffic, my website traffic has stayed consistent, my income has stayed consistent, I still have my clients, which is honestly like, that's what, that's what I've had time for the last couple months yeah. is making sure that my clients are served well. Um, so like that was a very long, sorry, winded answer, no. but, um, but when you talk about kind of the ideals and like what you're supposed to be doing on stories or this, it's like, none of this stuff is going to make or break your business on its own. Like, mm. you know, so we just need to sometimes do what we need to do, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to keep moving forward and, you know, keep serving our clients and, you know, keep our name out there and keep reaching our audience. But sometimes I think we just need to like, let go of what, um, what people we say is like what we should, should be doing be because doing. it does lead to that 
shiny object syndrome where we're like, oh, maybe I should be doing Pinterest now, or oh, maybe I should be posting more stories. And really it just leaves us very burnt out and deflated and not doing anything well, honestly, at all. No, and that's a that's a fantastic point. And that's the podcast that I was listening to myself this morning. That was the point she was making is that of course, mm. there's nothing wrong with trying new things, but you need to number one, know why you're trying new things. And then number two, look at it as an experiment and not that I'm adding, that I'm for sure saying I'm adding this to my marketing strategy from here on out. No, this is an experiment. And that's a, such a good point. I'm, I'm glad that you were very honest and, and real as a mom, because this is a lot of my listeners are mothers too yeah. um, and fathers. And so they're juggling a bajillion things. And the point that you made about this decision over stories or reels or a Facebook, I'm sorry, Instagram feed post is not going to make or break our business. It is, right. it's just absolutely not. And I'm so glad you said that out loud. I need that reminder. I know that listeners need that reminder too. We as smart thinking people have to just make some decisions, go with it. And mm -hmm. like you said, know that this is what I can do. And my number one goal is to serve my customers well. If you, if you yeah. serve them well. And you know what, this is not like sexy advice. It really isn't. No, it's, it's like not. Saying You're like right. pick something and be really consistent about it mm -hmm. is pretty boring. And it's kind of like, that's not what sells courses and no, that's <laughs> you true. Know, and, and stuff, but it is, it is true. And the reason that I have like my sustainable business today is because early in my business, I was very consistent about blogging um, you know, once a week and I put out a ton of content and that content, um, you know, I've updated Still, some of it, but yep. like it lives on Pinterest. It's got really, you know, some of those articles have really good position on Google. And so I yep. still like have people coming to me all the time because I invested that consistent time a while ago. And same, same with Instagram. I was an earlier adopter and mm -hmm. I, I showed up every day and I posted good content and I did lots of engagement and, you know, my account growth has slowed since then quite a bit, but that has really carried me. So it's kind of like some of these things are like not stuff you have to do forever. You just have to do it for a while, you know, you yes. really just have to put in some time and some consistency and build kind of a foundation. And then, you know, you can maybe not spend so much time focusing on social media other than the maintenance of it. Yes. That, great point. And I need, we need to, we all need to hear that too, because we just get so bogged down and like, oh my gosh, I can't do one more thing, but right. do a couple of things really dang well. And it will yeah. pay off. It will pay off. And so that's really what this whole final section was about was I put Molly on the spot and said, <laughs> what would you tell a, a very busy business owner? What would you tell them to focus on, on Instagram? And so you gave us some really good answers. Molly, before I let you go, I appreciate your time. She is talking to me. You guys should know that it is, we started this chat at 6.15, her time. So if you don't think that Molly is a boss, she is a boss, okay? <laughs> so she said, I've got to talk to you before or after the kids' school. So I chose before. And I appreciate her so much. Molly, tell them where they can find out more about you. Sure. Uh, well, my website is, it's all, it's all a mouthful. So my website is mollymarshallmarketing.com. And on Instagram, I'm also mollymarshallmarketing. And so those are the two best places to find me online. Awesome. And I strongly suggest it. As she said, prior to October, she 
very consistent. And even the couple of things that you put out since then, I was all over. Like I went back and reread something <laughs> just yesterday. And that was one of your latest posts. So definitely find her on Instagram. She's full of wisdom, real life wisdom. Because like you said a couple of minutes ago, we get wrapped up in, in, in the sexy thing, the newest mm -hmm. thing. And sometimes mm -hmm. we just need those people in our lives. We need those marketing coaches in our lives that says, hey, yeah, I, I want you to try new things. But, uh, but I also want you to know why you're trying them. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to get really good at what you are doing. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you driving that point home today. And I just appreciate you being here. I hope you have yeah, a wonderful day. Okay. Thank you. You too. <laughs> I know you got a lot of work ahead of you. You've got school ahead of you still. I do too. I'm about to go teach yep. school too. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us are doing that right now. So yes, a lot of us are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, hey, it's Rachel again. That conversation with Molly was a lot of fun. I appreciate her sincerity. I appreciate her honesty. She was even ruthless when we were talking about getting very clear about what it is that you wanted to do on Instagram. For business owners, we often chase the best case scenarios. We are we show up to the webinars where you can gain a thousand followers a day on Instagram, or we buy the content that promises us 10,000 new email subscribers. And those are best case scenarios. Those, those things can really happen, but it takes a lot of focus on a specific process. And then you've also got to have some just dang good luck and time in your life for that to happen. So those are best case scenarios. When reality, most of us don't live in best case scenarios. Our marketing is what we can spend on it within one hour every day. I liked what Molly said that we have 24 hours a day and we as business owners have to be the director of that time. We have to decide how much time we can actually spend on marketing and then let's say it's an hour just because that's easy to talk about and then within that hour exactly what are we going to do with that hour a day? Is part of it going to be spent on Instagram? Is it going to be emailing our list? Is it going to be attending a chamber of commerce meeting? Whatever, we have one hour a day or 30 minutes a day or two hours a day and we've got to be the director of that time. And that leads me to takeaway number one, which I want to remember is that word shoulding. Completely made up word by Molly, but she's right. The shoulding that kills us in marketing. I should be trying this or I should be doing that or you should be doing this. All of those shoulding thoughts pulls us in lots of different directions and it keeps us from focusing on where our clients and potential clients are. And if we know where they are, then that's where we direct our time and focus. And if it's on Instagram, then within the Instagram platform, where are you going to spend your time? Is it in stories? Is it creating reels? Is it creating long form videos in IGTV? You have to decide, number one, where are my potential clients? And then number two, if it happens to be Instagram or Facebook, well, there's even different categories inside those platforms. Where can you spend your time? I personally am trying to get away from this mindset of spreading myself too thin and not doing one or two, one or two things really well. And so that's what Molly's point was with the shooting is we, we just 
feel like we should be doing all of these things. And we're a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I don't think that's why we started our business. So let's use our time wisely. What little time we have for marketing every day. And then takeaway number two is a point that she made at the beginning of this episode when she talked about that Instagram now in 2021 should be a piece of your marketing strategy, looking at it from a holistic standpoint. Remember that five years ago, six years ago, when Instagram, it may even be longer than that, when Instagram was a new platform, your marketing strategy really could have been as simple as spend time on Instagram. And that meant that you're going to post every day or five days a week and that you were going to spend 30 minutes a day interacting with other accounts on Instagram. And five or six years ago, that could have been a marketing strategy. Fast forward to 2021, Instagram is so saturated that that cannot be your only marketing strategy. It's got to be a piece of it. So if you're looking from an aerial view, you're going to see Instagram as a part, but you also then may see email list as a part of your marketing strategy. And you also may see local organizations as a part of your email strategy. And combined, those come together to put you in the areas where your ideal clients are. But simply saying that if someone asks you the question, what are you doing to market yourself? Simply saying, I'm on Instagram is no longer enough in 2021. And I don't want to sound like that I am contradicting myself based off of takeaway number one, where I said that the shooting kills us, where we should be trying all these 15 different things. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is you have to sit down, look at what your goals are and where your potential clients are hanging out so that you can meet those goals. And then you decide two or three avenues that you are going to do well. And Instagram may be one of those avenues. It just can't be the only avenue. Not in 2021. And um, so, because it's just so saturated. And I will tell you this, if you want to push back on that, if you want to say, oh my gosh, Rachel, I am killing Instagram and that is the only thing I'm doing. You know what? Email me, let me know. I seriously do want to hear from you. I want to hear exactly how you are doing that. Is it that you're using paid ads? Fantastic. Email me, let's talk about it. Or is it that you're really doing organic growth? And I definitely want to hear about that. I appreciate you listening to this episode with Molly, just as I appreciate her giving another hour of her time to me and to you. If you have not gotten clear on your ideal customer, because I kept saying in this episode, where are your ideal clients or where's your audience hanging out? Well, where are your ideal clients hanging out? If you haven't gotten clear on who your ideal client is, if you don't have a story, if you don't know some of the details, what what his or her biggest struggles are, what his or her objections to buying from you are, What are some of his or her biggest accomplishments? If you don't know the answers to those questions, I would encourage you to find the answers to those questions. I've created a course called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. 
and it's on my site, inspiretoengage.com. You can go there right now. It's only about 20 bucks and it takes about two hours, but you will end that two hours with a clarity of who it is that you serve. You will also have a story about that person, a very basic general story that you know about this person so that when you sit down to write social media posts on Instagram or you show up to your local community meeting, you know the type of person that you are probably going to be talking to or who is going to be attracted to your service or your product. And you are prepped and ready and inspired to talk or write to that person. So once again, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online courses. You will find it there. It's called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. I'm about to wrap this episode up. If you enjoyed this episode or in a previous episode, please leave a review. You as a small business owner know that it is powerful. Okay, until next episode, have a wonderful week. Bye.